Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. And on today's show, we're going to talk about embracing the healer within. We all have innate intelligence within us that enables us to connect to divine wisdom and be in alignment with the universe and live a healthy, vital, energetic life. On today's show, I'm going to share with you my health crises and my journey back from a traumatic brain injury because I learned the lesson about embracing the healer within the hard way. So my hope for you is that you don't have to. Hopefully you can learn something from today that helps you make that connection so that you can start on your path to being fully integrated and revitalized. Here we go. Hello, I just wanted to give a shout out to the listeners from South Africa before we start today's episode. I have this wonderful media host that shows me where all of the listeners are from. And I'm grateful for all of you listeners, but I really am excited to say that we have people listening from uh, several different countries. I think we're over 11 already. And the second largest contingency is from South Africa. I don't know how you found my <laughs> podcast, but it's a global world. I'm grateful to all the listeners, but I just wanted to give a shout out to the contingency from South Africa. Thanks for listening. So on today's episode, I am flying solo. I will be talking about embracing the healer within you. And it's a topic I'm very passionate about because of my own personal journey, but also because I believe very strongly that it's absolutely crucial for everyone to be connected with the healer within themselves. That's where we gain our connection to our in, innate intelligence, to the, to the universe, to universal chi, to the flow, the alignment that enables us to move in health and vitality. So let me just start and give you a little bit of my background as to how I discovered this concept that there was a healer within me. It's definitely not something that I knew for the majority of my life. And it was not something I even realized suddenly. It was a, it was a long process. So hopefully after listening to my story, it'll help you sort of take a shortcut in your own journey if you're trying to make some changes and transform your life. The beginning of the story story where we'll start is really, you know, I was working full-time. I was a full-time parent. I had two children. I was very active, involved with them and their activities and everything they were doing. And making sure that my children, my spouse, and basically everyone was taking care of my house, etc., except for myself. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that. It's not a great way to go about things because as much as we are limitless, if we don't take care of ourselves, we crash. And that's what happened with me. I didn't take care of myself and I crashed in the form of adre adrenal fatigue and at that point in time, I was really struggling physically with the symptoms related to that and began working with an integrative medicine physician. 
and he was helping me. And that was still at that point in time, I was still in that traditional role of doctor patient where I went to the doctor and I expected him to, you know, examine me, provide treatment, provide recommendations, and then I would follow those. And so I was collaborating, but really mainly in just giving him the history, not in any meaningful way. So um, the treatment was was helping. I still had a ways to go, but I was getting better and I was becoming aware, thanks to the physician, I was becoming aware that part of my issue was the fact that I was not taking care of myself. I was not taking responsibility for, at that point, I was really mainly looking at my physical health. I was not taking care of me. And, you know, at that time in life, I remember having the attitude, you know, if I was on an airplane and they gave the speech about, you need to put that, you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself before your child. I literally remember being the person that was saying in my head, oh, heck no, I'm going to put the mask on my child first because I can hold my breath a long time and I, you know, want to make sure they're okay. No, you know, they're really, that's all ego. That's all not very helpful. That was an attitude that really caused me to not be grateful for my health and not take care of my myself. The idea that I had to be tough and thinking that tough meant you sacrifice your well-being. That's not tough. That's not tough at all. But that's sort of what my mindset was back then. And so I was on that journey working on my physical well-being. And then I started working with someone for my emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being. And really, I started working with that person because it was recommended to me that in order to make the changes that I needed to make in my family to assist my children, that I needed to do some of my own work, I began working on myself. And I had no idea at that point in time where that would lead and really starting to take a look at who is Kimberly Ann and how do I operate in the world? And is it healthy? Is it healthy for me? Is it healthy, healthy for my kids? Is it help, healthy for my husband? And really starting to look at all those dynamics and how I was in relationships and all those types of things. And while I was starting to do that work, I was on the way home from my uncle's wake and was in a car accident. A distracted driver rammed, uh, came across the, the road and rammed into the front of my car. And this was late at night. And my son and I were in the car and we were both knocked unconscious. I developed, uh, we both had brain injuries. I developed a traumatic brain injury, had a brainstem shear and some other um, injuries. And I'm not going to go through because it's a really long story, but to make the long story somewhat short, basically after that, I, my body was not functioning very well at all. And it was a very, very long road back. But what that continuance of the journey that I started with the adrenal fatigue, what the continuing on on that journey, what happened then was 
my body wasn't functioning right in very basic ways, walking, talking, seeing, thinking, they were all impaired. And afterwards, there's the initial period, you know, where you go through the shock and the grief of, of what's happened and all of those things. And once I worked through some of that and realized um, I'm not coming back to the way I used to be, this is scary. So I did what I had always done in the past, which was I was going to lots of different doctors and I was trying to find the one. I bet some of you out there have looked for the one. And I'm not talking about the romance, the one, the soulmate, the partner. No, I'm talking about the one, the one that's going to fix you. I was looking for that one. And that was my reference, frame of reference at that point in time, you know, that I'm going to find the doctor. There's going to be some healer, some doctor, somebody out there, and they are going to have a magic wand like a fairy godmother. They're going to wave their magic wand and all my problems are going to go away. Mm. No, I tried really hard to find that person. And it was in that looking and looking and looking for the person that at some point I started to realize everything was focused outside of me. I kept putting my recovery, my healing, on other people. Because what did I just say? I wanted them to fix me. Guess what that does? It gives all my power away. And that just leaves me sitting there hoping that someone's going to fix me instead of me taking responsibility. Now, I was taking responsibility in some sense in in that I was, you know, going to doctors and looking for assistance. I'm not, you know, saying that, but I'm saying really, that's a piece of it. You know, we do need to be responsible and take responsibility in finding the right type of help. So that's, you know, a first step. So I was doing that and I was working with, I, I really was very blessed to work with many, many different professionals who helped me all in different ways. And I am incredibly grateful to them and always will be for all of their assistance. But one of the people along the journey, I was sitting in the office at Dr. Witt in New Jersey, Dr. Witt's office. And Dr. Witt is a network chiropractic physician. And so what that means is a lot of times people think that chiropractors do only spinal adjustment. Well, they can do a lot more than that and they can be primary care physicians depending on the state, et cetera. But this particular chiropractor did something called network chiropractic, or I shouldn't say did, does. He does network chiropractic. And so I was sitting in his office waiting for my appointment for network chiropractic, which is a very, um, it's a very subtle touch on the base of your spine or the top of your neck. And it activates the energy that flows through your spinal column. Not sure if it's going through the dora or what the exact mechanism is, but it activates that energy and you can definitely feel it flowing through you. And it was amazing. The benefits of it were amazing. And it was one of the things that would help me. I had trouble with my eyes. I had blepharospasms and ptosis. And that means one eye was twitching and the other eye was closing and I had real trouble handling any kind of stimulation. So I was wearing sunglasses inside, outside, just to try and keep my eyes open part of the time. 
And anyway, I was sitting in his office. And as the universe works, this was one of many synchronicities. And actually, even the fact that I got to him, I was sent to him by another healer that I was working with. And I was sitting in his office and I happened to look over because one of the things is I love, I love, love, love books. And I have to watch myself because I love to learn, which is great. And it's great to be curious, but mine can border on addiction. And one of the things I'm working on is realizing, trying to connect to the wisdom that's within and not be so reliant on the wisdom that's out there. It's got to be a balance, just like everything else. It's great to learn from stuff external, but it's also important to learn from the internal. So that being said, that day I was sitting in the office waiting for my appointment and there was a book on the shelf. And I saw this book and it said, The 12 Stages of Healing, a network approach to wholeness. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, being a psychologist, we love stages. <laughs> we love stages of things, stages of development, moral development, stages of all kinds of lifespan. You know, there's all kinds of stages. So I thought, well, that caught my attention. So eventually at some point, I kind of fingered through it while I was waiting. And at some point I bought myself a copy of the book and started to read it. And to be honest, I don't think I ever read the whole thing. But what it did do for me was help me understand that there are stages to healing. And that I was reading it and I was seeing myself in there. And I was going, oh, yeah, I went through that. Oh, yeah. And so it started to give me a frame of reference. You know, stage one talks about, you know, suffering and realizing that something, you know, is wrong. And that really, when we have a trauma, that we get separated from our inner self. You know, that's the real suffering that's going on is being separated from our core inner authentic self, you know, and then it moves on and stage two talks about polarities and rhythms. And you get this awareness that is when we start to search for the one, you know, now we have this awareness that there's some kind of disconnect. And now we're starting to look for our magical cure, whether it be a magical cure or a person that's going to cure us. We start that, that whole dynamic you know, and then we move on and it goes through all these different stages. But what it did for me was help me to realize that I needed to look at myself from the inside and realize what was going on with me and when, where was I going to take responsibility for myself and what was my perspective? What was my perspective about my health and well-being? You know, did I, was I, how was I looking at healing? And that started a big shift for me. So that was sort of the first piece for me in starting to change my mindset of healing and my sense of responsibility and looking at it from that perspective. So that book helped me tremendously. And I'll put that in the show notes for you. But the next one that I came across, and this one was, you got to understand my journey was many years. This is now about nine years after the traumatic brain injury. And a couple of years in, at some point, I discovered a book. Another thing, this is, you know, people kept showing up. I'm very blessed. And this is what happens when you start to open to the possibilities in life. People show up. Book recommendations show up. Books show up next to you. People show up. People tell you about other people. And those kinds of things kept happening throughout this entire journey. 
you know, I'd be seeing one healer and they would recommend, you know, Maureen Murray recommended me to Dr. Witt. Dr. Witt's office, I found that book. Then another person was recommended to me and she recommended a functional neurologist who ended up being extremely helpful. So these pieces just kept falling in place. But another piece that was really a concept that really struck a chord for me was somewhere along the line, I can't remember how I came across it. There was a book that came into my life called Becoming the Healer, The Miracle of Brain Injury by Deborah Schlag. And I was probably two or three years after my initial injury and this book came into my life and she would think in her book is like seven or eight years in. And I remember thinking, wow, can't imagine it would take me that long, but yeah, the brain can take a long time to heal, but that's the amazing thing. We have infinite possibilities and capacity and plasticity. There's lots to work with on many different levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. But this book, this book, and her story is an inspiring one. I've never met Deborah, but it's a very inspiring story. But the title is what got me, Becoming the Healer. And that was one of those moments where there was like a light bulb moment. And I was like, oh, I need to become my own healer. Because so far I had spent so much of my energy, what little bit I had, in trying to find the one. You know, the one, and it would be the doctor or the special treatment. You know, I'm going to find the one. I'm going to find the treatment that's going to work or the doctor that's going to fix things. And that's where all my energy kept going and looking for somebody else to, to help me figure that out. And then with her book, Becoming the Healer, I realized I need to become the healer. I need to take back responsibility for my well-being. And I need to be collaborating more in my treatment, not just participating and doing what people are telling me. I need to start trying to connect into myself and feel, is this working? Is this not working? I, I have the capacity to heal myself if I can become awake and aware in my body in my mind, in my spirit. And things started to shift at that point. I was having huge issues in my vestibular therapy. I went to NYU to the concussion center. They have a fabulous treatment team there in New York. Um, and I worked with a variety of different professionals there in vision therapy, speech therapy, vestibular therapy, neuropsychology. And I got to the point where the vestibular therapy was making me worse all the time. And then I would go to my vision therapist and she would have to try and put me back together like Humpty Dumpty. And it occurred to me with my new idea of becoming the healer that now I could advocate for myself instead of just going because they told me to go, you know, X times a week, do this, do that. Now I could advocate for myself and say, you know what, I'm realizing this vestibular therapy is actually making me worse. It's not working for me. Can we try something different? 
And we tried a couple of different things. And eventually I stopped the vestibular therapy because I started paying attention to my body, to my emotions, how I felt afterwards, how I was doing and started to participate more in making decisions for myself, even though it went against what the professional had originally recommended. So again, at the point of becoming the healer, we all can become, you know, it was a great concept because it made me becoming the healer to me was about power and taking back the power and the control over my health and well-being. And that's what I encourage all of you to do is to become your own healer, take back your power, understand that in every relationship, as far as every healing relationship, whether it be a physician, a massage therapist, a physical therapist, it doesn't matter who the clinician is. In all of those relationships, you are also the healer of yourself. So you want to make sure that you get the information or the treatment options or whatever, and you weigh those with your own intuition and what your own emotions say and your own physical body, etc. And at that point, that's when you will have the most health gains is when you become the healer and take charge of your own well-being rather than giving it all away. And I stayed in the mode of becoming the healer because that felt very powerful. And that was for me for a long time, that was like the step that I was at. And then at some point, it finally dawned on me, I was the healer all along. It's always been there. So I began to embrace the healer within me. I didn't need to actually become one. I needed to embrace the healer I already was. For me, it was becoming the healer because I had shut off from that natural healer that was within me. And I was so disconnected from myself that I was disconnected from that innate healing that we all have within us. And so I tell you this story to remind you to reconnect and embrace that healer within you and listen to yourself. But the first step is always awareness. Awareness and love for yourself. Awareness that you are brilliant. You are brilliant. And that you truly do know what's best for you. And you truly do know how to heal yourself. And even if it's not in the sense of, you know, the specific treatment, you know what resonates with you and what doesn't, and you know how to get help for yourself and make the choices that align with you. My hope for everyone out there is that you take that responsibility very seriously. It's not easy. It's not easy to embrace the healer within because it puts the responsibility on you. And that can be that can be overwhelming at times. It can feel it can feel too much. Because guess what? When you make yourself responsible, then that's 
where the buck stops. And it's a lot easier to give the power away to somebody else and make them responsible because then if something doesn't go the way you want, you have someone to blame. But in the end of the day, you have to say to yourself, are you looking for someone to blame or are you looking to be healthy and whole? And that's really what it does. When you embrace the healer within, you take back your wholeness and your health and vitality. It transforms your life. It transforms your life because it brings you back to your center, to your essence, to your core. Living from the inside out is the truest version of ourself. And really, when you peel back all the noise, when you move away all the distractions, living from the center, living from the core, is where true alignment, health, and vitality comes from. So I hope for all of you that you start to become aware of the healer within you and embrace that healer and embrace all the love, all the peace, all the joy, and all the chi, all the energy that resides within you. Because at all times, we are surrounded by love. We are surrounded by energy. It's always there. When we clear out the blockages and the limitations, everything flows freely and naturally as it should. So let me sum up what we've been talking about with some sparks of wisdom. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. So for today's sparks of wisdom, the first thing I want to say is that healing is a process, and it's very critical that we are kind to ourselves and show ourselves lots of compassion when we are working through healing, whether it be physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, doesn't matter what type, but we always need to be compassionate with ourselves. The next thing is that we really need to embrace the fact that we are our own healers and that we are responsible for our own well-being and that we can own that power and the wisdom that comes with it. That does not mean that we don't get assistance from medical professionals. We absolutely do. But we do that in a collaborative way, in a way that honors who we are and how we want to be in the world. As always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listeners out there. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review and a rating, that's always very helpful. And if there's any show topics that you would be interested in hearing about, go ahead and shoot me an email at KimberlyAnn at drkimberlyann.com. Always love to hear from you. And as always, be you, be love, and be present.